humor in email is very challenging because it, it's written um, and, and it's very, you can offend people very quickly. Um, so, so you really, I mean, you really have to be careful whether you're nonprofit or not. Um, but it is like, so it, with nonprofits, the first thing I would say is try to be more conversational with email. And so for nonprofits, start there, even before you get to humor, just be human. Then if your nonprofit organization kind of has that, that brand, that, that voice, then go ahead and add it in. I've seen some great examples of like, subject lines that are humorous, um, even design that's just a little, I'd say, quirky. Um, it's great, though, because it helps you stand out so much more in, in the inbox and in your emails. If you are using a little bit of humor, it also makes you more relatable, right? If, if you can tell a joke, even if it's a bad one, this is not offensive. <laughs> this is a dad joke. Uh, my kids like to make fun of me because I say a lot of dad jokes. Um, but even a groan, I guess, sometimes is better than, uh, than a laugh. Today in Inboxing, John Walsh, digital fundraising specialist and founder at Nonprofit Campaign Lab. All right, welcome back. And welcome one and all to the second episode of Inboxing Season 3. And uh, for the first time, we're going to have a guest that works in a slightly different vertical, still talking about email marketing, but particularly we're going to be talking a lot about nonprofit. Um, and my guest today has worked in nonprofits for a number of years, at least five that I know of, and for a very big nonprofit. So he's learned a lot <laughs> about this topic, and it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure to talk to him. He's going to be a great guest. So please welcome John Walsh. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh, for sure. And I really appreciate you coming on. I mean, like we kind of have seen each other virtually, you know, like on LinkedIn and different, you know, different things that came up. So it's great to finally, you know, put a, put a voice to a face and, and, you know, get to actually know the person instead of just the, the, the LinkedIn uh, still image. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. It's great. All right. So yeah, let's just jump right into things. So I just like to start with you know, a little bit about your background, like where you're from and all that. And then, you know, a little bit of your journey, like how you ended up on a podcast talking about email marketing. Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm, uh, I live in North Carolina. I'm in the United States. Uh, and yeah, and so email marketing is my second career. I have a degree in music. And at the time I was working, doing music at a nursing facility. And uh, my boss came up to me one day and asked me, if I had a Facebook account and I was like, yeah, why? Uh, and she was telling me that the, the, the nursing home also had a Facebook account, but it was pretty dormant and I was about the right age. And uh, would I go ahead and take it over? And being my boss, I said, yes, I would love to. And so <laughs> my only experience with digital marketing at that time was owning a own, having a Facebook account. So I took it on and I started loving it. I was doing the pictures, I was writing the posts, very engaged with it. Um, I started reading about it, going to conferences, and really took on the social media aspect of it. That evolved and snowballed into doing the email newsletter for them. And then it kind of became, a, well, the newsletter is great, but the website is not really uh, optimized for the newsletter. So I started looking at that. And that's, I mean, I, I loved it. I loved the 
the real-time interaction. I love the real-time data, seeing impressions and testing images at the time on Facebook and, and ads. Uh, and so I really found a love for, at the time, digital marketing. Went back to school to do some digital marketing in, in general. And really when I was looking at kind of doing the, the career switch from music to, to digital marketing, I looked hard at kind of the different types of digital, digital marketing and which ones I really enjoyed. Was it social? Was it you know, content, and I really landed on email. Email is really what I enjoyed. Uh, enjoyed the newsletters, uh, enjoyed the communication aspect of it. And so, yeah, like most email geeks, I fell into it uh, and I fell, had love for it. And, and so that took me to my role as email marketing at, at the nonprofit, which I was at for five years, as you mentioned, and really just helped that, that organization grow email. Nonprofits are a different a different sector. We're, we're a unique bunch. And then you throw email into that and we're, we're even more unique in that regard. So, uh, but I love it. I mean, email is such a great communication medium and channel. Um, so well used and, and it, it's so, it's so impactful. So yeah, hopefully that, that answers that. Yeah. I think when you say that, you know, when you talk about email as a communication channel, like it just changes the conversation. I think a lot of people see it as like something they just need to have. You know, oh, let's send an email. Okay, we sent an email. Great. Okay, some people open. All right. You know, yeah, I mean, you're a communication channel. You can have constant conversation with email marketing. Like that's really the beauty of email marketing. Right, and that's really what I tried to make it at at um, where I was at, which was it was more of a tool at the time, and it is a tool, so to speak. It was like a tool in the toolbox. Okay, now I need a hammer, so I'll grab a hammer and I'll use that. Now it's a screwdriver time, and it was like, okay, now it's a social media post. Okay, now it's an email. But I didn't, I didn't, I didn't view it that way. And my boss would always tell me, you know, email is a, it needs to be a one to one channel. It's not a one to many channel. And yeah, you want to get me on a soapbox, then we can get me out of the one-to-many channel. But um, yeah, it's a one-to-one. And so that's how I view email. It's, it's communication. It's, and we'll talk about this more, I know. But the more you can make it one-to-one, the more you can make it a constant enjoyment in your inbox, this is the inbox box podcast. So <laughs> we can make an enjoyment, the better it is for not only the user, the, you know, the supporter in my case, but right for the marketer as well. Right, right, for sure. So let's jump to, you know, like, so what... What are the things that you see in your inbox that make you cringe and you find like really upsetting? Yeah, so there's a couple things uh, from <laughs> from both angles from the um, from the nonprofit world and from the e-commerce world. But I guess from the e-commerce world, just to kind of speak to everybody out there. I guess you know, getting emails that I don't remember subscribing to is probably one of my frustrations. It's it's like I don't know how many times I've gotten emails from sister brands where I've signed up from one major corporation and then they thought by signing up for them i also wanted to hear from their sister brands which i didn't even know existed <laughs> uh the only way i found out was you know email oh op- you know opening it up and finding out like oh that's where that's from i've received a couple of those and that's like i'm not, not too sure about that um it's like, you know if you want to talk to me this is a great opportunity to introduce a welcome email and say hey you know thanks for signing up from this brand you may also hear from are you know other five brands as well or whatever uh, it is that would be a great way to use the, the welcome email um in my opinion so that's from an e-commerce standpoint from a from a non-profit standpoint the kind of the hit or miss emails it's like either they're they'll email me like three times in one day or there's an email organizations that they never or sorry they're the 
nonprofit organizations that that never email you until Giving Tuesday or end of year or when they need money. And then it's like, other than that, mm, uh, we're not going to send you. So I, again, I forget, like, who is this? Did I email that? Did I sign up for their email? Um, I must have, but I haven't heard from them in like six months. So yeah, I guess that would be, that would be it is, is, you know, just the, I think email needs consistent communication. Uh huh. And that's it. You're saying like, if, 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 and it's interesting how it really lines up, like, you know, cause they say the same thing about any brand that's not sending consistent emails and then Black Friday comes and they're just sending 30 emails a day. <laughs> that's not a strategy. Yeah. That's not a strategy. No. That is right. an email blast, which is, which is not my favorite thing. So. <laughs> right. Right. In general, the word blast is not a great word because no one should get blasted. <laughs> no, 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 I, yeah, the, yeah, I, nobody should get blasted. Oh, oh boy. All right. So yeah, let's dig deeper down this hole. So yeah. What do you think are the biggest mistakes that particularly nonprofits are making? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think we talked about the consistency. I think that's, that's one of them. It's they're very hit or miss uh, when they email. I think the other thing is that they only communicate when they want to raise money. Uh, and I don't think that's the best use of email. I mean, it's, Email for email fundraising is great, but I think it needs to coincide with email communication as well. So providing value, building a relationship, being in their inbox with, you know, with content that they want. And then, yeah, then hit them up for, for fundraising. I mean, I'm not going to say don't ever fundraise through email because that's just, that's just crazy to me. Um, that's a great way to communicate with people and, and we need to do that. I do think though that, you know, like I said, consistency. Uh, I think just some of the best practices in email, sometimes nonprofits miss those. Uh, just not knowing what those are, knowing subject line, knowing preview text and how to use preview text with the subject line, knowing to segment a list and how to segment a list. Please segment a list, right? I mean, we just talked about blasting and, and if you're not segmenting, then, then you're really missing out on, on that one-to-one communication. Cleaning lists is another big, big one. Kind of something that I've gone through in, in my own journey is the importance of cleaning the list. And yeah, I'm not talking like you know cleaning a list every three months. I'm talking years not going without cleaning a list. Um, you know, we'll end up you well, you know, we'll land you in a spam trap. These are people who haven't opened up in three years. Sometimes it's it's probably time to you know maybe try a reengagement campaign and and try to catch them one more time. But if not, I mean, unfortunately, you're going to have to say goodbye. Maybe try to catch them in a different channel, right? Maybe email is just not their channel. Maybe their direct mail, maybe their phone calls. But but yeah, cleaning list that's another kind of kind of a interesting one for me. So yeah, that I guess that would I would say those are kind of the big the biggies. Uh, this is like a surprise question because I just came to me. But what type? You know, we talk about sending other types of content. So I, you know, what 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 kind of content? Like, give me like a list of at least three or four things that they could be sending. Yeah. So so great things. Um, stories are one. Right. We talk, I would say talk about like in the e-commerce world, we would say social proof or t- testimonials, but uh, in the nonprofit world, we call them stories. It's the same thing. They're, they're a little longer, but it depending on your nonprofit. Right. But you can be telling stories of, uh, you know, animals that you've helped or people that you've helped. Uh, you can use it in their words or like in an interview or just, you know, third person. I think stories are a great way. I think another content is, you know, I would say like eBooks or, just resources that that your organization can put together that would help a person, help a person not only understand your mission, but just kind of help them get more involved in it, right? Um, 
just trying to think some some you know examples. But another one is um, polls or questions, right? I've seen this a lot with organizations. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's not like quite like BuzzFeed, but it's you know just you know what they're interested in. Not only is that great content, but you're actually learning more about them, and then you can use that to personalize emails in the future. But if you know what kind of things they like, you can you know if you you gather that information, then you can create that content around what they like. Do they like videos or do they like, um, you know, written content? Then you can be switching up what you put in your emails. Do they like eBooks or do they want um, another <laughs> email new subscription? Um, I don't know, but these are great things. So just, and then what's going on in the organization? It doesn't have to be necessarily a story of a, a you know, somebody you helped, but it could be just what we are doing, um, where we are now, like the front lines. I think that's, we've used that a lot to great successes. These are the programs we're running. Um, this is what kind of success we're seeing. This is this is where we need you. And then that honestly uh, obviously leads to kind of the fundraising aspect. But that can all be done over over time. That's the thing. It's not just one newsletter. It's built over time. Sure. All right. So, what was your personal like proudest moment or biggest win as an email marketer in this nonprofit space? Yeah, I'm gonna kind of go back to that cleaning the list. And uh, when I got to the the last pro- nonprofit I was at, uh, our sender email reputation score was not very good. It was it was pretty low. Uh, we would do what I just talked about, what we just talked about, which was kind of the blast philosophy of, all right, we got a list, and we had a large list. It was a million people. Uh, <laughs> so imagine, you know, every time we send an email, that many people, uh, and if we were doing it once a week or something like that. Oh, man, I mean, our our reputation deliverability took a big hit, and so when I came in, I, I really started to to look at that and and focus on changing it. And so we really looked at one cleaning the lists, removing people who hadn't engaged with us in years, trying some reengagement campaigns to get them involved, but eventually saying goodbye and not like taking them out of the database, but just not emailing them all the time with every email. Then we looked at segmenting and really you know, writing copy, writing content, looking at what they wanted and I say personalizing, but really being purposeful in the type of emails that we send and using those lists for those type of emails. Uh, It was, it was a big, it was an uphill battle on some days because it's really kind of unusual unless you're an email marketer to to talk about deliverability and the importance and people just want to know, well, did we get great open rates? Okay, then. Um, you know, did we, you know, reach our fundraising goal? Okay, great. But it was to me, it was like, well, we might be reaching those, but we could be doing better if we had cleaner lists, if we had, you know, had less hard bounces, um, less soft bounces, that kind of thing. So it was an uphill battle, but eventually, you know, a couple of years in, we went and actually raised the score up quite a lot. Um, and so, and eventually it was great because eventually what was happening were, were people beside myself being in meetings saying, hey, no, 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 we can't send to everybody. We need to segment this list. And that was the big win. When I wasn't the one touting it and saying, you need to do this, and other people were doing it for me, I was like, okay, that's it. You know, I love it. That's great. And Yeah, and it was. It was like, hey, we, we can't be doing this, uh, guys. We need to segment our lists. And, and have you cleaned the list yet, John? And that kind of thing. So that was my... And then, yeah, um, as a result of the cleaner list, it was a chain reaction, right? Cleaner list, segmenting, personalization, Oh, the open rate started going up. Oh, the click rate started going up. Oh, the conversion rate started going up. Yep, yep, they sure did. So. That's awesome. All right, when when nonprofits get in touch with you, so where's what's your like one, two, three? You know, like where or where do you? At the end of the day, like where do you feel like you're helping them the most? 
Yeah, I, I think I do a pretty good job with uh, with one with strategy. Uh, just knowing, again, we talked about the consistency, knowing what type of ca- campaigns to put together, how often to email, the frequency, the segments, the type of you know the type of email. Do we use a, a plain text type email in this case, or do we use a you know HTML newsletter type in this case? You, just knowing those things, it it can really make a big difference. So just strategy. Uh, I do pretty well. I do enjoy testing um, on my website. There's a lot of a few tests that we've conducted uh, that that have some surprising results sometimes. I enjoy testing, and then just basically, just just the best practices, helping nonprofits, you know, know what to do, how to use email, how to use email effectively, uh, because a lot of times with nonprofits, uh, they could have volunteers doing the email program. They could have, uh, you know, people, they could have executive directors who are, who are trying to, or fundraisers who are trying to raise, you know, major donors. And they're also trying to put together an email and maybe they don't have the time or the know-how to do it. So I try to really help them and work with them, just understand really the basics of email and landing in the inbox uh, and then standing out in the inbox. Right, man, that's the other part of it. Yeah, I had a question. <laughs> it just flew out of my head. Oh, yeah, no, something you mentioned about your websites. I noticed on your website, uh, you mentioned something about humor. You have a little video about humor in the inbox. Um, so it made me think of this question, which is not going to appear on the screen. But should do you think nonprofits have an opportunity to be a little more humorous? I do. I really do. Uh, as you mentioned, it was just something that kind of I've seen it a little bit more often. And I know it doesn't work for every nonprofit. I know that some nonprofits have very serious missions um, and it won't work for them. And I get that. Uh, I'm not trying to tell every nonprofit to, to, to use humor. It's also very difficult, right? Humor doesn't even matter if it's a nonprofit. Humor in email is very challenging because it, it's written and, and it's very, you can offend people very quickly. Um, so, so you really, I mean, you really have to be careful whether you're nonprofit or not. Um, but it is like, so... It, with nonprofits, the first thing I would say is try to be more conversational with email. And so for nonprofits, start there. Even before you get to humor, just be human. And then then, then if your nonprofit organization kind of has that that brand, that that voice, then go ahead and add it in. I've seen some great examples of subject lines that are humorous, even design that's just a little, I'd say, quirky. Um, it's great, though, because it helps you stand out so much more in in the inbox and in your emails, if you are using a little bit of humor, it also makes you more relatable, right? If, if you can tell a joke, even if it's a bad one, it's not offensive. <laughs> it's a dad joke. Uh, my kids like to make fun of me because I say a lot of dad jokes. But even a groan, I guess, sometimes is better than, uh, than a laugh. So yeah, if, if you can do that, I mean, I would really suggest finding ways. And it doesn't have to be like throughout the whole email, just a line here or there, maybe an image. Uh, I think one of the ones I saw was... Um, it was like grow a beard and they had a beard on Bob Ross. Um, and it was just, I mean, it was just fun. Like, like that makes sense, but it was just, I mean, this was great. So. Right. You, I'm just thinking out loud, you know, like, you know, if you saw knock, knock in your inbox, like who's not going to open that even, <laughs> you know, like. Right. I mean, it's, you're going to open it. And then that's a great subject line right there. I mean, and then you could even add the pre, you know, the preheader text with who's there and then, uh, or the preview text, who's there. <laughs> right. And then, exactly. And then you're right. And just, you know, lead them down the hole, you know, like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And as long as it relates to the content of the email, go for it. Right. And even if it misses, you got, you know, like, even if the, you know, the joke didn't land, like they're, at, they're, they're, they're looking at your email, you know, got their attention. Not saying you should do clickbait, but like the, you should have a real attempt. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I think there's I think there's something to be said about that too. Like like you said, the human aspect of it, even if it doesn't land, there's something relatable, right, about all of us who have told a joke and it doesn't land, and you kind of just like, oh. Oh man. But still, I mean, I still feel like I still, it doesn't make me think any less of a person because a joke didn't land. Yeah. Right. That's great. That's a great example. Okay. So which nonprofits do you feel are knocking out of the, like are doing the best work um, in the email space uh, or even in marketing space? Yeah. I think there, there's quite a few out there. I think one, that, one, the first one that comes to mind is Compassion International. They do a great job, not only of the emails, but I know they do a great job of segmenting emails based on your interests. Uh, based on behavior. So uh, Compassion International is, is like one of the first ones that I think about when I think about email. Um, Invisible Children, they have a great, they have a great mission as well. And just, um, again, we were just talking about, you know, very difficult missions to to talk about uh, through email, but they do a great job of it. Make it very engaging. They use story very well. Uh, they don't always just send fundraising emails, but they do a great job with the story. They do a great job in the inbox as well. Um, they'll use quotes for subject lines, very compelling quotes, um, which really, I really enjoy that, you know, a little bit more than the usual kind of informational, what I call the informational subject lines. Uh, I think another one that does a great job is called water.org. They help, help third world countries get water and their, their emails are very well designed the writing is very simple, but very impactful. I mean, they're not very long emails. They're not like 300 words or whatever. They're sometimes, they're only a couple sentences, a couple, sorry, a couple paragraphs, um, but they put everything in there that you need. They put the value in there. They put it, you know, the need in there, the problem in there. And it's, it just comes across very well. Uh, the last one that I can think of is uh, called Ocean Conservancy. Uh, I enjoy their emails and they do very well with the relationship building because not every one of their emails is a fundraising email. Um, they send, I think one time they sent me a, a screensaver. Uh, one time they'll send you, um, you know, things to download for just, and again, it's, it's almost like, honestly, it's like the calendar that you get in the mail, right? But it's digital. So it's a screensaver. And every time you open up your computer, you see the, you know, this nice image of the ocean and you're like, oh yeah, you know, those are the nice little things, right? And, and it's, it's great. Um, and then I, then I think about them occasionally or every time I open up my computer, which is all. So whether it's that, but they, but now, you know, their emails are great. Uh, they have great imagery, uh, great content. So yeah, those are the four that I can think of right offhand. Attention, e-commerce store owners. Are you tired of losing sales due to an ineffective abandoned cart email strategy? Abandoned Cart Expert can help. Our proven optimization strategies are guaranteed to help you recover more lost sales and boost your bottom line. Plus, with our no-pay guarantee, there's no risk. Don't let your lousy Abandoned Cart emails cost you more sales. Head to AbandonedCartExpert.com now to learn more and start turning more Abandoned Carts into purchases. Sort of as a side, like, do you think, like, I mean, when I, I worked with some nonprofits and they had like a policy, like every email has to have a donate button. And I kind of felt like not necessarily. And then even just thinking about this right now, like you can even make it dynamic. Dated in the last 30 days at least, you know, don't show them that button. Or yeah. Like, I mean, that's a good policy. Like, I think it's a great policy. We would do it often. It's, it's it, because it doesn't feel like so much like you're always hitting them up for money. Right. Even if it's just that donate button's just there, it's not really highlighted. But if it's still there, it's still there and people see it. But yeah, I mean, 
it's it's even scary when people put like donate buttons on thank you emails. Um, like thank you for donating. Please, Please do donate. <laughs> <laughs> um, at some point in time, you kind of have to draw the line. Um, and trust your trust your communication plan. Trust your strategy and say, okay, look, if we're gonna send these maybe three emails. Sometimes I like to do the three to one ratio. Like we're sending these three emails that aren't going to ask for any money, but they're going to ask for some sort of engagement or some, it'll have some sort of specific call to action, whether it's watch this video, uh, post this, share this um, on social media or download this image or download this book, right? You still want to get them engaged uh, and then, and then send them the email. You know, also, uh, it's not tricky, but the other way to do it is, you know, you can always do the donation on the landing page instead of the donation on the email, right? So you could say, you know, here's, and it doesn't have to be, a, a, you know, a big shout out, donate, but it can be, if it's going back to your website anyway, there's probably a donate button on there, unless it's a, unless it's a, you know, a specific designed landing page. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right where not every email has to have a donate button. Right, right now, 100%. And I think it's like from this, I think it, it flows from this thing, oh, but someone might want to donate, you know, and then you miss that opportunity. No, treat people like people. <laughs> that guy who was yeah. going to, right, he read that email, he liked it, he'll oh, see the button again tomorrow, you know? Like, right, and you can, yeah, and you can email tomorrow. And if it's great content, right, they're going to open up tomorrow's email too. But if you keep asking them to donate, they may not open up the one from tomorrow, uh, which is, you know, kind of going back to the things that are upsetting about, you know, it's like email or, you know, donate every day. It's like, well, I saw your email like yesterday and the day before to do that. And day three, I'm not going to do it either. So <laughs> I, I don't know, but you're right. You're right. Like with that mindset of, oh, but we might miss somebody. Um, right. It's like, it's like the once in the only time they may donate. <laughs> Right, they it's saw that they once got a donation that way, you know, from, you know, out of, you know, you worked for a company with a million emails. So, like, you know, from the million, a guy did donate. <laughs> Somebody did, so we should keep that going, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. Right. And there's stories, and there's stories about this. It's true. I mean, I've seen it happen before where you'll send an end of your email, December 31st, which is a big day, and somebody will donate off of it two weeks later. But it's like one person. I mean, and the nice thing is it's an email, so you can go back to it and donate from it. But it's that kind of like mindset of, you know, well, if we don't do it, you know, that person would have never donated to, I don't know, two weeks later. It's, it's just, yeah. Right. I think, I think it's sort of, I mean, I don't say it's like boxing, but like, you know what I mean? You want to pick your spots. <laughs> yeah. You want to keep them engaged, engaged, engaged. Okay. Now, you know, okay. We need a donation. Yeah, and then give them the effort, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. That's it. Yeah, Yeah, keep them on the ropes. Yeah, that's great. In boxing, boxing. There we go. All right, AI is like the rage. You know, personally, I'm enamored with ChatGPT and all these things that are coming out. It's changing stuff left and right. But I see the same copy now on similar products and similar places. You know what I mean? I wasn't going to have the same copy all over the internet. But it's obviously going to have a big impact everywhere but how do you think it's going to impact the, the nonprofits? yeah and it, it already is in a little in little ways um i do know of a few companies and a few agencies that have that offer nonprofits ai um, opportunities and i know of a few organizations that use it so it's i mean it's it's real i mean uh because i'm i'm enamored with it as well i love thinking about it and all the great um things that you can do with it uh and yeah with with the the new one out there, it's like a lot of fun to, to type in things. But I think, right, so I think 
I think before we even get into, you know, I think you, you know, you want to jump right into like subject lines and stuff, but I think even before that AI is going to really help with, with relationships, with donor relations, um, with supporter relations and really knowing when, how, where, why to email them or to communicate just in general, really. And just, just that point of, okay, well maybe we have a donor like donor upsell, right? Okay. We have a donor. He's been at this level or she's been at this level. AI is going to be able to just, just know, okay, it's time to, based on their past behavior, it's time to go ahead and send them an, uh, an email and we're going to ask them for this amount of money instead of this amount of money. And we're going to write copy that's very specific to this because we know that instead of, you know, whatever I was going to write, the AI is going to be able to tell it for me. They're going to be able to automate it. And you're really going to be able to start building I think, better relationships with people. And you're really going to be able to start seeing an increase effectiveness in communication and in fundraising because it's not going to be just kind of me sitting around going or my boss sitting around going yeah have we have we you know checked to see if we you know general donors are ready to go to mid-level like oh yeah no i need to go do that uh kind of thing right ai is just going to be able to do it for us um yeah really no i'm just saying i think you're dead right and then i think we'll start seeing it on esp level that like a lot of automations will just you know like you don't have to manually add a tag to a guy. It'll be like, okay, this guy gets a tag, <laughs> you know, he's ready yeah. for it. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it will go. It's a lot of fun to, you know, type in subject lines. I actually was just on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and wrote something, uh, a post about preview text. And he was like, oh yeah, I use, you know, chat GPT for preview text sometimes. It's like, yeah, I mean, that's, especially sometimes when you're like, just have writer's block and you've written a whole email, you've written a subject line. You're like, oh man, I to write a preview text, like, what do I do? So, at least, if nothing else, it gets your, you know, your mind going. Like, oh, hundred percent. Just way, yeah. So, I do think it's going to be, it's going to be revolutionary, at least in the nonprofit. Well, not just, but it's just revolutionary, yeah. Yeah, and I think we're gonna. Like, I feel like it's like you know, the internet in nineteen ninety six. Like, we don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but like, it feels like we're in like a landmark kind of moment. Oh yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely, especially with all the stuff you hear about what it can do and and uh, even the ethics behind it and all that stuff, if you follow that, with, um, was it Google or recently? But yeah, it's just it, it's just amazing what it'll be able to do. And it'll help us, right? I, I don't think it's, I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to replace us and it's going to. Nah, I mean, there'll still be jobs. Yeah, everyone's going to be Yeah, I mean, you still have to come up with the strategy. You still have to know, you know, the criteria and all that that's for cool. sure and also like you know i don't think you know chat gpt is gonna have its own voice and it's not necessarily your brand voice and you know you could take what they've given you and adapt it to match you <laughs> but just you know and that's what everyone's scrambling to do i think at this point and and that's i think where it's going but we're still needing writers and you know and even they could be taking advantage of it just to get out of the writer's block or figure out how to finish that sentence it's exciting all right so what do you feel like with the top you know top five low-hanging fruit you know quick wins like that any nonprofit can just you know do do it in one day <laughs> well i don't know about doing one day but uh i know what you mean <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Um, yeah, so I think I think like one we've talked about just implementing best practices, especially for nonprofits, right? Knowing segmentation, segmenting those lists, subject lines, preview text, 
using only one call to action in an email or, or let's say in a fundraising email, you know, just, just kind of the basics that, that maybe some people take for granted, but nonprofits just maybe need a reminder for whatever reason, just, just knowing those things will really help your email stand out. Uh, really help you in, engage people and, and be more effective. I think another one is, is doing a retention, right? I think a lot of us are trying to always acquire new, new addresses. Um, but it's really more important to focus on that retention. Focus on retention first. Uh, email is great for this, right? Because you already have their addresses. You already know a little bit about them. Uh, you know, and you can you can mix in the the general newsletter communications with the fundraising communications. The ties into donor retention is monthly donors. I think that's a big low hanging fruit um, for a lot of organizations is getting those people who already give regularly to become a a monthly donor, right? I mean, we talk about the subscription model, and and e commerce is using it all over the place, right? Nonprofits are using it too, but I think I don't think we're using it as quite as much as we should. And we, it can go right back to segmentation, right? Like looking at donors saying, oh, this donor donated, you know, five times this year at this level. Maybe they become a monthly donor. Or maybe they did donate 12 times this year. Like they're already a monthly donor. Just just sign them up to be, and not just sign them up, but ask them to become a monthly donor. You're already doing it. Like just go ahead and, and, and you know, make that happen. So I think that's, you know, just monthly donors is a great one. Welcome series. It's, like it's kind of probably big for both e-commerce and nonprofits, but nonprofits are, I think are falling down on on the welcome email series, and I think that's a great way to to get new donors. I think it's also a great way for new donors to become monthly donors. So going back to the previous point, right? So um, don't just you know have a first time donor and and then don't ever talk to them again, right? Create these automations, create these email uh, strategies where you're emailing them certain content over a certain amount of time, and then asking them, hey you know, thank you for your donation. Would you like to become a monthly donor? So I think, I think those are some of the big, big things that, that nonprofits could use, could start doing right now. In a lot of cases, you can, like with the series, you can, once you build it, uh, it's not a set it and forget it, but you know, it really, you know, it really can, has a big impact for, for minimal amount of work, I would say. Right. Yeah, for sure. And it's particularly, you know, subscription, like you get, you know, monthly donors, that's, you know, you already have that coming. And all you have to do is send, put them into a series, you know, monthly. Okay. Thank you for your donation. You know, we've accomplished so much because of your help. It's, it's gold. Yeah. Literally. yeah. And then, and then you can do a cultivation series after that, right? Like once they become a monthly donor, just, right. Um, just pat know, them you, on the back, you know, yeah, but, pat them on the back and say, Hey, thanks. You know, and then every once in a while, you know, um, like we talked about this earlier is, you know, the, like the anniversary, you know, thanks for becoming a donor last year, this time, you know. Right. Send them some, some, what do you call that stuff? You know, send, send them a small gift, you know, in the mail, <laughs> in yeah, the real I mean, mail, send them a bracelet, send them, I don't know, a t-shirt, you know, like they'll absolutely. spread your message, you know, like, yeah. Absolutely. Turn them into a billboard. Yeah. And they'll <laughs> appreciate, you know, they'll appreciate it. They got something and, you know, and you'll get your message out there even more. Yeah. For sure. All right, yeah, this is the ugly side, um, which we've touched on probably a lot of these already, but I'll just hammer on them one last time. Uh, (laughs) What are the top five mistakes that you think that's are making? Excuse me. Yeah, I think, yeah, so so again, going back to just implementing the best practices, just just, just knowing what to do, how to do it, when it's okay. You know, not every email is going to raise, you know, all the money you need in one phase loop, you know, 
with emails and nonprofits a little different. People are still, you know, the, the, the age demographics a little older. People are still, you know, getting used to email fundraising. So it doesn't, it doesn't quite compare yet to direct mail as far as fundraising goes. But it does, as we talked about, a great way to communicate with people. And it's very fast, right? So when, when something happens with your organization and you want to get it out, you, you can't, you know, you can write it in a, in a snail mail, but by that time it's going to be over with. So, so email is a great way. So just know those best practices. As I mentioned, focus on retention, then acquisition. Uh, it's okay to, it's okay to, you know, try to, you know, you need to acquire new addresses. You need to grow your list, but don't do it at, at the result of losing donors. Um, because it's much harder, and it's the same in the e-commerce world, right? It's so much harder to to gain, it's so much more costly, right, to get new addresses than it is to retain addresses, or retain supporters, excuse me. Um, the other one is asking money without building the relationship, right? I think um, we talked about that as well, right? Just build that relationship with people. You know, it, this is also comparable sometimes to e-commerce. It's like getting those five emails in one day, asking for money, and... And, you know, there was nothing before it and there will be nothing after it. It's just not a good way to do business. So take the time, use consistency. And I think the other thing we haven't really talked about that I noticed even in, in my work is not using the, the platforms to their fullest capabilities. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll get in there and, you'll, and you even talked about tagging, right? I mean, so they'll just kind of send an email, they'll go back in and they'll check their analytics and then they'll leave. And like, there's just so much more, even the, some of the free stuff that you can do with it, like tagging, that will help you just knowing about it. Um, so I'd really, you know, just suggest, you know, learning the platforms the best they can and how to use it for your organization. That's awesome. Um, all right. So what do you, what parts of the work you're doing do you find the most challenging? Yeah, I think the most challenging parts is letting people know, nonprofits know that there's a better way to do email. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's too simplistic, but uh you know, I could, I could, I could hear that. I think every email marketer will nod their head on that. You know, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's, you know, I mean, and I know a few email marketers have this. You know, I've had this conversation with a few email marketers where, like, you just, I've, I've mentioned before, like, just because you email doesn't mean you're an email marketer. Like, that's kind of the misconception, even with social media, is like, oh, you know, well, I use email every day, so therefore I know how to be an email <laughs> marketer. Yeah, there's a little bit more training and and background that goes into that. So, but just just you know, I, you know, going again, it, it's it's to me, it's like educating people, and, and I love to do it. I have a background in teaching, so knowing even what, when I talked about my win, it wasn't about just the win, but it was about educating people along the way and say, hey, this is not only what we're doing, this is why we're doing it. It's not just for now, but it's for the future. You know, and I think that's where email is, especially in the nonprofit world. Email is now and in the future. Um, e- email is continuing to grow with nonprofits. People are becoming more used to, to, you know, donating off of an email. You know, people are interacting with e-commerce and they're seeing e-commerce emails and they're wondering why nonprofit emails don't kind of match up, if that makes sense. If it's, you know, like, like why does an e-commerce only have one call to action and why does this nonprofit only have four? Um, <laughs> You know, or even just a whole experience, right? Why can I go onto, you know, an organization, uh, onto a company and like do one click buy and I have to go onto a nonprofit and have to go through four pages to donate. Um, so I think just like I said, just the education and, and people are right. They're buying stuff. So they, they understand how it works and, and, and nonprofits, you know, we have to raise our game to, to get there. 
as well. So that, that's what I would say. All right. We, we reached the finish line pretty much. Um, yeah, so do you have any final thoughts? You want yeah. To uh, yes, please. Yeah. Um, so whether you work for e- or whether you work for nonprofit um, or not, email is a great and powerful way to communicate, but you need to use it as it was intended, right? You need to use it to build relationships, to provide value. You want to send emails that you would want to receive, <laughs> uh, I would say. So yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'd wrap things up. All right. And the word to the wise, send the emails you'd want to get. <laughs> we, all follow, we all follow that. It'll be a beautiful inbox. That's for sure. But it's hard, right? I think it's, I think it's hard because we're so in, in the weeds when you're writing an email and putting it together. You've read it so many times. It just makes sense to you. But sometimes it's good to just take a step back, honestly, and read it as it, as it just arrived in your inbox and, and, and react to it. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's a great feeling. I think, I mean, you can experience this, but we're like, you know, you, you sent an email, I don't know, an hour or two later, you know, you, you see it in the, you know, in your other inbox and you read it and you're like, Oh, this is a really good email. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I hope everyone's had that experience. It's oh, I do too. <laughs> I do too. Yeah, you should be proud of the proud of the work that you just did. Because yeah, because like email, we just talked about emails. It's not as simple as writing it five minutes and sending it. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, well, thank you so much. Yeah, you got to, you know, I don't know if you know David Laker, but he thanks you for a great uh, presentation. And Brian Gopin uh, said, John Walsh is dropping truth bombs left and right. Oh, thank you. From- Check that out. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, thank you so much. Really, this was a great conversation, and I think we got so much. And I really hope a lot of nonprofit professionals listen to it and enjoy it. Um, it's hard, and, and you know, and do better work. Well, All thank right? you. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure to be on here and to, and to chat email. Uh, I always love it. So uh, my, my two my two passions, email and nonprofit. So thank you so much. Uh, oh, thanks for everybody pleasure. out there is listening. And All yeah. Right. All right, that's our show for today. Thank you, everyone, who joined us. And um, if anybody, if anyone's watching or is interested, uh, Inboxing is still looking for a sponsor for season three. We reach a lot of people, um, and I can give you all the details. We get in touch, but that opportunity is is there and on the table. And so, get in touch. Uh, thank you, everyone, who joined me today. And um, that's the end of our program. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, If you did enjoy it and you haven't yet subscribed, please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, Next week, tune in. We're going to be having Najma Salam. Uh, It's going to be a great episode. I hope you'll enjoy that too. And of course, thank you to our sponsor, Abandoned Cart Expert. Please check them out at AbandonedCartExpert.com. And especially if you need any help with your abandoned cart, because don't lose more sales to the abandoned cart. Recover more lost sales with a Ben and Card Expert. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.